Okay, you've been a victim of an online fraud or scam, so what do you do next? If you've sent hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of dollars to somebody online and you're now finding that that is a not legitimate operation, maybe you thought it was an investment, maybe it was Bitcoin, maybe it was some type of business opportunity, and now you're suspicious or skeptical or maybe even sure that the whole thing was a scam, there's some steps you can take. Put some comments below. Let us know if this is happening to you or has happened to you and ask questions that maybe this video doesn't cover. So the first thing you want to do is to make sure that you don't send any more money. Any payments that are in process, cancel. Any payments that are recent, try to undo with your bank. May not be able to. Step number two is you want to make sure that your personal and physical security is intact. Does this person know where you live? Are there any physical connections? Usually there's not. Usually these are all online and most of the time the people are in other countries, so they're not gonna come harm you, but you wanna make sure of that. Third thing is you wanna make sure that you're not vulnerable to any kind of identity theft or other act activities that the fraudster could take even if you don't send them any more money. Can they access your bank account? Do they have your credit card number? Do they have your social security number? Do they have a copy of your license? You may wanna change credit card numbers. You may want to put a security freeze on your credit report. You may want to report documents stolen or your license stolen if that's the case. Once your personal security is handled, next is you want to contact law enforcement. Contact your local police department and contact the FBI using a process called IC3, which is their internet crime division. Now, don't expect that any of the law enforcement agencies are going to take immediate action. They're not going to drop all their cases and work on your case, even if you lost fifty, sixty, eighty thousand dollars, because that's not really what they do. You want to get these cases filed so that if any of the agencies know about physical danger that you might be in, they'll tell you. If they know that this is a larger case that they're already working on, at least now you're in their system as being part of that larger case. But if it's not a larger case they're already working on they're not gonna probably drop everything and get your money back for you. If you file a case against, let's say, XYZ Investments, whatever the name of the company is, I'm just making up a name, and other people file those cases also with the IC3, it may coalesce together as a larger case that maybe they take on at some point. How would that help you? Well, if the IC3 or FBI ever takes on the case and they prosecute it and they recover funds, then they can distribute it to people who have filed notices that they were victims of that case. So you want to do those things first. Now, what can you do on your end to do your own work to try to recover money? Well, whether you do it or you hire an investigative agency to do it like us, here is what those steps are. They're a very clear set of steps you want to take. First, you want to collect all the evidence you already have, all your text messages, screenshots of websites, communications. If you have voicemails, record those. If you have copies of statements, record those. Go into your account and print out all your statements if you have access, if you have a login. What you don't want to do, if you haven't already done it, don't let the other person fraudster know that you're onto them. Don't accuse them of fraud. Don't say you're a scam. Because if you do, they may shut down your access. They may block your login. They may not communicate with you anymore. And once that's done, that might prevent you from gathering more information that might be helpful to you or an investigator to prosecute your case. 
save and document everything, put it in two places. Put it on your hard drive on your computer, save it. Also, put it in the cloud. If you have a Google Drive account, an Apple Cloud account, any you know Dropbox account, put it somewhere else besides your computer so that if the fraudster somehow accesses your computer, they can't delete it. If you ever get ransomware or your computer breaks, you don't lose this valuable record package. Put it in two places, at least two, three if you want to. Then what you want to start doing is looking through all those records to find, step one, is who is the identity of the person. Whatever names they give you, phone numbers, emails, are probably all fake. Every time we run one of these cases, we find that the initial identity of the person is fake. Their name really isn't Joe Schmo. Their phone number really isn't one, two, three, four, five. It's something other than that. They use fake information because they don't want to have you know who they really are. Right? That's the whole purpose of being a criminal is to not know who you are. So if you look through all these records, you may find clues that'll tell you who they are. Even if it's not directly there, the information in these files can help you find it. For example, if they have a website and they have a fake name, email address on the website, when you look at the source code of that website, which you can do, you may find snippets of code or snippets of instructions or APIs that connect you to other websites, connect you to other technologies. Most websites, what you see on the page is different from what's in the code. And inside that code are hidden documents, hidden references, connections to other places that can reveal who's really behind that website. And if you know how to look through the code and do forensics on it, you may find, look, we had a case, you've heard us talk about this before, where a fraudster was scamming people with a fake crypto account, Bitcoin investment. And they had a website that looked really slick, polished, it looked like a nice professional company. And it was just a scam. But when we did forensics on that website, we found that it was copied from another website and just changed the names and the logos. But they left some code in there that referenced a, a website for a landscape company in San Diego. And we found that the person running the scam actually had a legitimate, regular company doing mm -hmm. landscaping in San Diego. It was real simple. They may not all be that easy, but they left an identity fingerprint in their website and we contacted them and it was resolved. Next thing you want to do is cross-reference the different piece of data you have. Find if there's similar records within the website, the text messages, the WhatsApp, the phone number, because that might help you cross-reference. And then you're going to go outward. And this is how we do it. We do a matrix. We search for all those pieces of information, the phone numbers, the emails, the IP addresses, the digital forensics on the web, on the dark web, on the hidden web, in official records. And we find, are any of these referenced anywhere else? People get lazy. They'll use some of these fake identities in other places that will give you a cross-reference. So hopefully at the, by this time, we or you have identified who the actual true identity of this person is. What's their real name and address, where they live. That's step one. Once you've done that, then you're going to search for their assets. You know it's not Joe Schmo, it's really Robert Franklin. That's their real name, they live at 12 Main Street. Now you're gonna run an asset search on that person and find their assets. Where's their house they own? Do they own vehicles? Where are their bank accounts? Where are their corporate assets? All of the things that are their valuable holdings. 
And you can make a list of those by running an asset search. Step three is going to be recovering those assets. Now, step three normally requires a court involvement because just because you know somebody's bank account has a million dollars in it and they ripped you off for 50000 you can't go knocking on the door of that bank and saying, hey, give me 50000 from this account. This guy ripped me off. They're not going to take your word for it. Even if it's true, even if you bring them a copy of the text message where they ripped you off, the bank is not going to just hand over $50,000. You're going to have to get a court to sign off on a document, usually called a writ of garnishment, that directs the bank to give you the money. That's a legal process. You could do it yourself. You may need to get an attorney. You don't want to take legal advice from anybody other than an attorney. We're not giving you legal advice, but that would be the third step. But before you do that, you're going to have to know the identity of the person and their assets. You can't get a writ of garnishment or go to that court process until you know who it is that you're trying to get the money from. They're not going to do that work for you, and the court can't just randomly give you a judgment without having that information. So those are the three steps. You can do all this yourself. There's more instructions on our website about doing this, activeintel.com. There's options where we can do it for you. The only downside if we do it for you is now you have more expense out of pocket. right? We're glad to do it. I'm not trying to talk you out of it. But sometimes victims don't want to put more money out of pocket because they already lost money. Even though you know the money they lost was to a scammer and the other money would go to a legitimate business, sometimes people conflate the two and they're, they're fearful of putting more money out to try to solve their problem. That's why we give you these consumer resources mm -hmm. so put your message below let us know what you think ask questions use our website as a resource and let us know what is your situation for being scammed online through an investment or other type of loss